Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 2nd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A lot to get into as usual, Jay Book. Let's start with bad news. I hate to do this, but let's start with bad news. Seven banks out for the rest of spring with an undisclosed injury. I'm hearing it might not be too serious with seven banks, so I guess that's partially good news, but he's going to miss the rest of spring. And then wide receiver Cameron Babb is going to miss the rest of spring with an injury. I'm hearing that one might be a little bit more serious, and he's dealt with just a bevy of injuries. Um, tough news there. Again, hopefully everything's okay with seven, and it's just a minor thing. And you know, he's the number one corner; can't afford to lose him. And Cam Bab, you know, I, I thought his career was already in jeopardy after his last injury, Jonah. And word was he was looking really good in spring this year, and and hopefully it's nothing serious. But my heart just goes out to that young man. He can't, just can't catch a break. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You hate to hear it. As you mentioned, the, the kid can't catch a break and talking about Cameron Babb, and he was looking good. The guy really worked himself back from the previous ACL injuries he's had on those knees. Um, hopefully he stays encouraged, and when all the things, when the smoke settled, that he'll be able to decide what he wants to do as far as a football career. I know Ohio State will definitely take care of him if he decides to, to hang it up. I know it's as early to speculate, but when you have a history of injuries that has put you out for a significant amount of time, and especially if he has to have another surgery, those type of conversations has to take place with him and his family. Um, as far as Seven Banks, you know, you hate to see it. He's a guy that definitely needed to work on his technique. He was a kid that, that struggled. When it comes to fundamentals and techniques this past season under Kerry Combs. So you wanted to see your starting corner to be able to get better throughout the spring working on that. And with him missing that time, that's going to hurt him. Um, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to banks, you need him healthy for the fall. He's one of your starting cornerbacks. Um, but best of luck to both guys. And uh, Ohio State has a state of the art strength and conditioning and training programs. So if anyone can get them back on the field, it will be Ohio State. Now, my man, you've been on fire lately. Not that you're not always uh, smoking hot, my man, when it comes to Ohio State football knowledge, but you've really been dropping a lot of knowledge on and inside scoops, inside intel on the front row message board lately. Let's start with Mayan Williams, as we affectionately call him Meatball. Not that we came up with that as teammates and as coaches. One of the best nicknames that, that uh, I've heard in recent memory. It fits him so well as well. Um, 
Meatball taking some first-team reps. A lot of first-team reps. How many first-team reps are you hearing that uh, Mayan Williams has taken running back for the Buckeyes in spring? Yeah, Meatballs, he's been in the mix with the with the ones, running with the first-team offensive line. So to me, for him to be able to get those type of looks, it tells me that Ohio State coaches feel really good about where he's at in his progression. With Master T, they already know what they have out of him. He's a veteran guy. They're going, they're going to save some of the wear and tear on him. Like it or not, you're going to get uh, some doses of Master Teague this year. The, what Ohio State needs to find out now is who's going to be that next running back, who's going to be those next guys. I truly believe Ohio State's going to go a running back by committee because you're, you're seeing a rotation with Meatball and Marcus Crowley, who's finally healthy 100%. And he's really starting to show out this spring. So he's making the competition even more fierce because there's a lot of times where Marcus Crowley has gassed our, our defense in practice. And then you also have your next wave of guys with Evan Pryor and Henderson. But Meatball, he's right there in the mix running with the ones. And so far, so good. He's doing extremely well. He runs with such reckless abandon. He runs with an attitude. He lowers his pads and he comes downhill with a with a nasty nasty head full of steam and right now in Ohio State likes where he's at with his progression he's going to continue to get better I think you're going to have early on a nice battle between him and Crowley to see who's going to be those early guys in um to me I to me I think Ohio State is best suited if you use Master Teague as your hammer a guy that can come in later in the games and and when defenses have their hands on the hip, they're tired, he would be the guy to finish them off. I thought he performed extremely well in that role uh, a couple years ago when it was him and J.K. Dobbins. If you can get a, some healthy, fresh legs early on to pop off some of those home runs and then bring Master Teague in to finish them off, I think Ohio State's going to be cooking with something. What are you hearing, if anything, about Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor? Younger guys, um, immensely talented. Obviously, both kids miss um, they missed their, their senior year of high school football, so it's going to take them some time to get up to speed. This is a very intricate playbook, so they're, they're definitely uh, progressing. They're very talented, but they still have a lot of rust to them. Um, I think once they get up to speed, you're going to start really seeing them take, take their game to the next level because – People have to remember, and I know the fans and the message for they're extremely high on Henderson, and people believe he's going to come out the, out the gates as Ezekiel Elliott 2014 style, and I would caution people to say, slow down. He, he's an uber-talented prospect, but this is big-time football. You know, these other guys that are in the program, they're not just going to let Henderson come in and jump in right away. Not to say that he's he's not going to be special and he's not going to get his touches, but it's going to take him time to understand how the college game works. And one of the biggest emphasis when it comes to Ohio State is those guys have to learn how to pass protect. And a lot of people don't talk about that. So that's going to be a development for them. Tony Alper is going to continue to work with him and Pryor, but make no mistake, they're incredibly talented. They're very gifted running backs. They're the future of Ohio State. I would just say calm down a little bit with the 
hype and the expectation because they are extremely young. They miss they miss some football, which you know it, it. You can look at it as as those guys have less wear and tear on their body, but at the same time, it has to it has to be a progression in order to be able to get themselves up to college speed. And so far, so good with them. I just love the depth and the talent there. And uh, going back to Seven Banks and Cam Babs' injury real quick, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that our very own Patrick Murphy was the one that broke that story yesterday. So great reporting out of our Patrick Murphy. J-Book, speaking of great reporting, you also mentioned um, in, in your many inside intels this week, C.J. Stroud, as we've reported, is the leader, and you were able to to also confirm that, that, that he's getting a lot of first-team reps and looking good. But also, you added to it that, Hey, now Jack Miller's looking really good too. Um, elaborate on that, would you, sir? Yeah, so you it's a battle, and I think it's right now for the starting quarterback position, it's going to be CJ Stroud and Jack Miller. Kyle McCord is talented, but I think he's behind the eight ball when it comes to those two guys. Uh, you have Stroud running with the ones, and Miller's also getting quite a bit of playing time with the ones. And I think this is going to be a, a deep deep quarterback battle that will not be decided in the spring. I believe this is going to go all the way to fall camp. Don't be surprised even if you see two quarterbacks playing this year because that's how good both of these guys are. And, you know, I I know everyone looks at C.J. Stroud as the five-star elite 11 quarterback, and rightfully so. He's tremendous. But Jack Miller is also a, a kid that played behind a terrible offensive line in high school he was running for his life, had to deal with injuries. Now that he's been at Ohio State, he's healthy, and he's showing why he was a he was also a borderline potential five-star quarterback before he got hurt. And from what people have told me is Jack Miller is extremely accurate. I know everyone likes to do comparisons and hype people up, but I've had people say uh, Joe Burrow type of accuracy. The ball jumps out of his hand. He's a quick decision maker with the football and his ball placement, which is very important in his offense. His ball placement throws a lot of wide receivers open in in tight windows. And that if you can make those type of throws in Ryan Day's offense, you have a, a, a shot to, to win the starting quarterback position here. So both guys are getting equal opportunities with the ones. I will say C.J. Stroud right now slightly ahead of Jack Miller, but Jack Miller is nip and tuck. It's, it's going to be, you know, down to the very end. Who's going to be making the, the, the most plays, wild plays, and who is going to be the quarterback that protects the football? Um, so it's good news for Ohio State fans. You have an absolutely stacked quarterback room, and you have the best high school football player in the country coming in. A quarterback in Quinn Ewers, and then you have a five-star who's learning the college game right now in Kyle McCord. So you, the, the future for Ohio State quarterback's position is extremely bright, um, but I think it's going to behove Ohio State to take this battle as long as possible because both guys are so talented. The last thing you want to do is declare a quarterback winner right now in the spring and lose one of those guys in the transfer portal. Um, so for, for me, it's a smart business decision, especially when the, the competition is this close that you just keep letting those guys um, throw those darts. Iron sharpens iron. If they can continue to compete at a high level and they're neck and neck, take that thing as long as possible 
um, and then eventually settle in on your quarterback, you know, a week or two before the game. But make no mistake, uh, Jack Miller, he's, nip, he's neck and neck with C.J. Stroud. All right, last thing. We'll get you out of here on, on this, my man. I'm usually really good, I think, at, at pegging where Buckeye or Buckeyes are going to go in the draft. I'm pretty good at it. and But I'm a little gun-shy, J-Book, after the Dwayne Haskins situation. I thought it was all a smokescreen. Oh, he's going to fall, and he's not going to go to the Giants, and this and that. I'm like, that's a bunch of BS. I've seen this song and dance too many times. Uh, I'm back there with Justin Fields, though, but I'm a little gun-shy. I, I am not buying this nonsense that he's going to fall in the draft, that he's, you know – last guy in first guy out he his body i mean i don't know how you unless he's got the best weight room you know he's all he's doing is working out at home he's got the best weight room in the world at at his apartment or something i, I don't know he, he certainly doesn't look like a guy that's last guy in first guy out um i think he's going to be the number three pick of the draft there's a lot of talk out there that he's going to slip todd mcshay's mock draft yesterday was released as you and i have talked about and todd mcshay has him slipping all the way to 11th in this draft is this a smoke screen? Is there something to worry about? What What do you make of all this, Jay Book? I I think it's a smoke screen. Um, you know, I know Tom Mache put that out there, and you and I look at it like, is he is he doing this for clicks? Because there is no way he falls that far uh, down the you know down the draft. And I talked to Bobby Carpenter, and he and Bobby said he's he's talked with Ohio State coaches in regards to the Dan Orlovsky about you know, the grind and the playbook. And Ohio State coaches will tell every NFL scout or anyone who asked him that Justin Fields is a high-character guy. He's a grinder. His teammates love him. He works his butt off. And anytime you're talking about how to prepare for to be an NFL quarterback, that is going to be a learning curve. Um, yes, he needs to get better at breaking down film and learning how to study film, but that is something that happens with almost every quarterback that's coming out of the draft. So what you're seeing is a lot of teams trying to use that, that Justin needs to uh, continue to get better in learning how to break down film as a way to knock him, which is absolutely absurd. I, don't, I can't see him getting past number eight at Carolina. Um, with Matt Rule and you have Joe Brady. A lot of people don't realize, and I was reading this the other night, is Matt Rule and Ryan Day go back since 2006. They were assistant coaches together at Temple. Carolina sent their head coach, um, the director of player personnel, their general manager, all to Columbus to watch Justin Fields throw. And, and if Ryan Day is going to give a ringing endorsement to Matt Rule, who he's tight with, you better believe that's going to carry a lot of weight. Now, you tell me if Justin Fields gets into Carolina where he's playing with Christian McCaffrey and he has that uh, Joe Burrow playbook coming from Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, that he wouldn't be spectacular there. Um, I, I think so. And and I just can't see him getting past eight, uh, even four. Even if, you go, even if 49ers decide to take Mac Jones at number three, which is ridiculous, um, and that's a whole conversation to itself. But Atlanta, you know, as hometown team, they need a quarterback. If you're trying to sell tickets and you're trying to have the future for Atlanta football, why not put it on the backs of the, the local kid? Because Matt Ryan, his, his days are numbered there. Justin Fields can go to Atlanta. He can sit for one year and you put him with Calvin Ridley and, and uh, Julio Jones as he develops. 
that would be spectacular. But I agree with you. Todd Machine mocking him at 11, there's no way he falls that high. If anything, you would see teams come up to get him because Denver needs a quarterback. You can see the Patriots making the move. And uh, Robert Kraft just said two days ago that they need to solidify their quarterback position and they're, they're going to change the way they go about their business. And the Patriots, they're known for a team that likes to trade back and collect picks. But with Kraft saying that in the way they've made a big splash in free agency, I could easily see them tra- trading away a lot of draft capital to go get Justin Fields and have him play behind Cam Newton for a year. Um, but 11, it's not going to happen. Top 10, uh, definitely see it happen because there's a lot of teams that would love to have Justin Fields in their football organization. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Have a great day and a great weekend, Bucknutters, and let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.